I'm your host, Nancy Trader. Welcome to the Stop Digging Podcast, where we'll help you dig out of whatever hole you're in. Here, you can connect with experts to listen and learn from their experience and get advice for your challenges in business, wellness organizations, and relationships. Here, you can borrow from others and find what you need to create the life and work you want. Today, we delve into the connection of how being physically fit helps our well-being and enhances our attitude and resilience level when life gets overwhelming. My co-host, Susan, has a perspective on that. Yeah. You know, we talk about physical health and immediately in our minds, people like me, we think, oh my gosh, she's talking about exercise. Uh, And it sounds like a task. But I'm going to paint you a bigger picture and a larger perspective. We know that this episode is going to be airing in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we looked at a lot of different ways to talk about mental health, and this seems to be the most powerful one. And the reason why physical health is so important is because there are strong links between physical health and mental health. Now, I pulled up a couple of studies. There's thousands of them out there. One of them can be found on Better Mind. That's Mind with a Y. And it was a large article study talking about the link between mental health and how it affects physical health for college students. And a couple of things they found is that strong emotions that are expressed on a regular basis can actually increase your propensity for heart attack. They found a specific link between depression and the lowering of your immune system. And they found that depression is strongly linked with diabetes, right? So that's a case where mental health is affecting your physical health. There's a lot of research out there as well about physical health affecting your mental health. So people who have chronic illness or long-term diseases have a propensity for being depressed. And a lot of times their medical care doesn't always take that into account, but they're starting to. There's a study, the title of the study is, that I found, um, is called The Relationship Between Physical and Mental Health, a Mediation Analysis. And in that research study, there were over 10,000 people that were tracked, and they found strong links directly and indirectly between physical health and deteriorating mental health. The people who had physical activities added to their patient care had a direct link of positively affecting their mental health. This was most pronounced in men over 50, which is amazing. But also, we're going to put up some slides either in this broadcast or we'll have it in our podcast online discussion group. And there are key hormones and neurotransmitters that affect our mental health when they're out of balance. And we're not telling you to run out and get supplements. We're not telling you to stop taking your supplements. But one thing that we know from all of the studies is that when you exert yourself physically for 15 to 20 minutes, two to three times a week, your hormones actually reset themselves and go back into some kind of a balance. So if you have mental health issues, definitely go see a therapist or a psychiatrist. If you're having chronic health issues or hormone issues, definitely go in and see a specialist. But if you're looking for some lifestyle changes and some ways to really positively affect your mindset, 
start with your body. And we have an expert here that we're really excited to bring on because, uh, you know, we need some more positivity in our life and we need some healthy well-being. So Nancy, who do we have today? Our episode today is about strong body and strong mind. And I want to introduce to you a very good friend of mine, Adriana Medina Kagan. She is a personal fitness trainer, a coach. She's a business owner, competitive bodybuilder, mother, wife, and Latina. Adriana and I have known each other for more than 10 years. And she has been instrumental in helping me recover from some of these things that you talk about. Adriana, welcome. Hello, hello. How are you, ladies? Oh, good. Great. Nice to meet you. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you for the introduction. And as you hear all those intros about me, I wasn't always like that. My last year of college is when I got serious about my fitness. And I had yo-yo dieted up until then because that's what I learned right? That's you, you lose a little weight, you gain a little weight and freshman 15, whatever that is. But for my family, it was much more challenging. And I saw them physically like limited because of their weight. So what I learned is just, I had to get my act together. And that meant doing it my last year of college, because I was about to enter the professional world. And there was no way I was going to do it then. Like now is the time to do it and start fresh. So I actually lost weight. I lost about, I want to say 50 pounds because I wouldn't weigh myself. And my trainer was mm. like, you should probably weigh yourself. <laughs> but I didn't. And I just, it, it's just where I was as far as security, my, the way I, my self-esteem, the way I was. And once I lost the weight and just felt like all of those things kind of, I just felt more powerful, empowered by weight lifting. That was the one thing I included into my whole regimen as I actually went to go see a trainer. And I said, I'm tired of yo-yo dieting. What can I do? I want to do it right. I seen my girlfriend that you've been working with for the last you know, two months and she's lost five pounds, but you can actually see the loss. I've lost five pounds, but I just look like a smaller version of myself. And he's like, you need to start doing some strength training. Like this cardio is not going to do it for you. It's like, it's actually really empowering to really bump your metabolism, not only like physically, but also like your body, you're going to be burning calories outside of here when you're sleeping. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. I like that idea. So I started to do that. And then I really, he told me I could lose the weight in three months. And I actually didn't really believe him, but I actually did. I lost about 25 within that three month, but I hit my body fat goal. And that was pretty, pretty impressive. Cause I was like, wow, I didn't think I could do that in three months, but this is what you told me to do. And I just trusted you and did it. And then I also saw that I was thinking 50 pounds or really big weight, but that wasn't until later on, once I started like enjoying normalcy of being leaner and smaller and feeling better. And then moving over here to Seattle from Idaho and entering the fitness arena here and seeing people's like, really like, I thought I was fit, but in the fitness industry, they are really fit. You know, you were talking about yo-yo dieting and, you know, I didn't have to diet until I was over 40. Like, so that was really foreign for me, but I noticed there's a lot of diets out there. When you actually got serious and you got a trainer, did he or she put you on a specific diet or did they just focus on the strength training? He just made sure I ate enough as I strength trained. 
because remember, like I had lost, I had been doing cardio to lose the weight. So I only, I looked like a smaller version of myself. So I started eating 1900 calories, which was pretty big. I'm five one, you know, 120 pounds. But during that time, that was a big difference because I wasn't eating probably 900 calories. Because remember, I was under the assumption that you burn more than you bring in and you lose weight. But that stopped working for me. My body was Mm. like, no, 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 we're not going to do that anymore. And so that's why I went to go see him. It's almost, it's kind of blowing my mind because it is counterintuitive, (laughs) right? That's what you're told, you know, is reduce your calories or reduce your carbs or reduce what fill in the blank. And then, you know, slowly exercise. And if you burn more than you eat, then you're great. And and there was even something, there was even something out there about negative calories, which I think has been disproven, but I, I don't know. But at the same time, just understand that like the bottom line is that you're eating. So your metabolism understands, oh, I can burn because she's actually feeding me. I don't have to conserve because I'm getting starved here. And that's what I was doing when I was only eating like 900 calories. Like I went from eating a bagel cream cheese and mocha and then not eating all day until the evening time that I'd have like a salad and uh, and some breadsticks. And that would be good, right? Because that's under my needed calories. So I should still be losing weight, but I wasn't. And so I went from eating like that to eating oatmeal and eggs and rice or a sandwich and protein shake in between because I realized I wasn't having enough protein either. As women, we don't have a hard time getting carbs in. Our challenge is getting protein in. Men, they just, that's what they do, but they also have lean body mass. But you know what? We have hormones. So we have a little bit more fat in, in order to have babies, right? So that just, it really just changed my perspective as far as food goes. He just needs, he's just, that, that idea was just like, eat this much, let's be healthy, let's see how your body responds once we pick up your metabolism. And so once I saw like the month one, I was already looking different and feeling better and stronger and more energetic. And that was a, a change for me. Month two, I was like, lost a good amount of weight and some body fat. So I think I started like at 32% body fat. And the average for women is 25. I just died a little bit when you said those numbers and I'm not going to tell you what mine are. So but just, just think of this, think of this because I thought I had to lose like a lot of weight, right? Because I was just heavy I was and my, my, on my body, I was just young still. Like I thought I could use, I usually, if when I wanted to lose weight, I could lose weight, but now I couldn't. So then I started eating more and I wasn't, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I ate pasta too, but just measured. Like I just, it wasn't, no food was bad food. It was just understanding like I had to stay within these, these boundaries or these macronutrients, they call it. And my body responded. So I went from 32% body fat to 25, but I went from size 12 to size seven. I wanted to back up a little bit because when you were talking about the yo-yo dieting and how you were feeling, you know, when you switched to this new way of eating, what did you notice? Like, mentally, like, you know, your, your mental outlook and that, because I know that when I was, when I was dieting, I just felt really terrible. And until I got the food under control. So can you, how did you feel during that time? Did you notice a difference? I noticed I had more energy. I noticed I felt better. I noticed that I felt stronger because I could actually lift the weight. Because when you're low calories, you can't lift weights. No wonder people don't do that in their dieting. You're lethargic. Like, that made sense. But I also understood that I paid money. And so I was going to listen to what this guy had to say because I didn't pay that much money to not listen. 
I said, I, I, you said three months, I'm going to give you three months. And I'm going to do it like the way you say I'm going to do it. So when I actually saw that and we did progress and measurements every month and the last month actually hit my goal, he was like, oh my God, he did it in three months. And I said, well, you said I could. I said, I know, but not that many people do it. <laughs> and I was like, I paid money. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. So that just ensured that if you trust the process and follow it along, it will happen. And I, that's, I was only banking on that. I wasn't banking on anything else. I, I was busy going to school full-time and working full-time at the same time. Forgive me if I didn't remember this, but at what point did you decide that this was going to be the field you were going to go into? Had you already decided this yet? Or No, that's a good question. When I lost the weight and I still kept working out and lifting and I just was around that community, my trainer approached me and said, you would be a great trainer. Have you thought about training? Because you inspire my clients. They just look at you and they see your story. They've seen you here. And then you're very motivating. And I, and I said, no, I said, I'm, I'm graduating. I'm getting, I'm doing, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I was working at the Bureau of Reclamation and I was doing some stuff like part-time before I decided what I was going to do. So I said, maybe I could work here and see how it is. And so I worked part-time there and part-time at the Bureau of Reclamation. And then I realized like, I actually love going to work over at the gym. I don't really like sitting at a desk. The only fun part about that was my coworkers. That was it. So I just changed over. I thought, well, maybe I'll do this and I can always rely on my bachelor's degree in business administration and poor export. I just wanted to be happy. That was it. And I realized like I enjoyed working at the gym. Let's see where this takes me. And so I ended up getting hired at the front desk and then moving my way over as soon as I got certified. And then I started training and then I moved up really quick. So I became their fitness manager and then I moved to Seattle. So that was in 2002. So a year after working with the company. You know, that's interesting, the process that you were talking about, because you were working at a job, but it wasn't until you got fit and you felt empowered that you were able to make that decision to work somewhere that made you happy. And I should really tell you that as you strength train, you really start to slide into your power and you're lifting weights along with other men. So you're not limited anymore. That is also your perception, strong body, strong mind layers on to other parts of your life. And I figured I want to be happy. I want to do something fun. I want to enjoy where I go to work at. I grew up not like that. I worked out in the fields. I was, my parents were immigrants. So I just, I saw them struggle, but not be happy even afterwards. So I just wanted to do something different. So getting my degree just helped me with more options. And then I decided, let me try this. And if it doesn't work, then I go back to doing business administration. And it just, I moved along with the company. I learned a lot about like goal setting and strategies. And I moved, uh, managing the department and managing other trainers. I worked at different locations. So I started in Idaho. I moved to Seattle. I went from Seattle to another 24-hour fitness location. Then I moved back downtown and I realized, like, gosh, I, I love what I do, but I'm not sure about the company I work for. And then I started my own business. And then as I started, I realized, like, I got to get some help here. So I went to the small business administration, got some support there hired people that I heard speak and then they hired me to help train them. So it, it was just a symbiotic relationship. 
as I grew these last 22 years here, I've grown also as my business into different departments. So I'm not just a trainer. I'm an educator. I'm a speaker. I do programs. Um, and and Nancy really helped me with this. She was like, you need to do a mom's program or something else. So then mom's program, I got the bridal boot camp. I got the fitness competition people. I got, I got everything. When somebody contacted me and they were asking me about, about uh, fitness competitions. And I said, have you been one? Have you been to one? No. Okay. So first thing is go to one. You have a really big one coming up at the end of this month called the Emerald Cup. It's local. It's possible. You get to see what it is. So I have all these programs, but the best thing to do is realize what do you want to do? Because there's so many divisions and competition that you got to decide if you tend to put on more muscle, then you're going to go a little bit more towards the fitness side. If you don't put on muscle that quickly, you're going to move towards the bikini side. And then, hey, let's do a let's do a ten day cleanse. Let's see where you're at. This is kind of what you have to go to because remember, being normal, eating to like being a, a normal body fat is very different from eating to to being in a competition. And depending on the amount of muscle, that also changes too. It's so different. But I I asked her like, if you were to do something like this, this is what it's going to feel like. How about you do it for ten days and see how it feels, and then we can talk about when you want to compete. Because then you can take it easy, go slower, or you can go faster, but you know, be stricter. There's a difference there. Or maybe you have to put on more muscle. I don't know what this lady looks like. So I also have to see that. So let's just figure out how you run because everybody is different. I like that you made a differentiation between people that want to get fit and people that want to compete. Because I would not be the competition girl. <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to say that uh, when you did that, Adriana, it, it was really great. Because for me, as a mom, I went in in the mornings with the mom's group. And now it was just so fun for me because I got out of the house and you made fitness fun. And then you inspired us to go further. And then when I saw you training women to go to the Emerald Cup, ooh, and then when I saw you come back <laughs> from the Emerald Cup with your trophy and your sword, oh my God, it was amazing. Oh, now see, you didn't, you didn't mention the sword thing. I would have been I, on board if you mentioned the sword. <laughs> and a tiara, a sword and a tiara. <laughs> oh my God, sign me up. They are different worlds too. It's good that you asked that, Susan, and Nancy just said that. Like it's, it's, They're very different. And because I'm grounded, because I came from a you know, losing weight and then having to gain weight and then having to gain muscle and eat, I'm, I mean, I know every discipline in that sense. And then I work with so many people and I saw the differences between like somebody would, I put two gals in competition at the same time. One, I completely took off of cardio. I said, you do not touch any piece of cardio equipment. I had another one, like, you got to do it every day for 30 minutes. Like there were two different body types right there and they could see each other. And I could tell when somebody wasn't eating enough and I was just like, are you getting your meals in? Well, and I'm like, you got to, that's not even an option. Like, I know it's, it's like, you're just think of you're feeding the machine after these next two weeks, you're going to eat whatever you want and then decide what you want to move from there. But right now, if you're serious, you got to eat, you got to follow the plan. So that was a difference. And I came from that background and I interviewed two other people on my podcast as well that were moving into fitness, but for different reasons. They they grew up in fitness. That's what they did. That was part of their lifestyle. The other one was a cheerleader. So she 
definitely just that that was the next arena is to, to put on muscle for her. For me, I get, I was big. I lost the weight. And then I got fit and I was like, ooh, that looks fun. I like the way she looks. Nothing else up until that day inspired me. Like the sprinter bodies did inspire me, but the endurance bodies or the runner's bodies, not so much. I, I wanted shape. I wanted flexibility. I wanted like, you still are feminine. Like that was a beautiful thing about fitness too, is they had like beautiful butts and, sh- and arms and all the other stuff. It wasn't like small and skinny and lean and stringy. It was like muscle. And that was really beautiful to me. That was the aesthetics part of me that inspired. So, but it, it's all different. <laughs> and I have to say, Adriana, when I first met you, you were the first personal trainer that I could relate to because we're pretty close in height. Um, But I remember being able to see eye to eye with you. And then when I saw your physicality and I could see how you developed your body and, and I came from a discipline from the army where, you know, I was a runner and I ran and ran and ran and ran all the time. And um, I didn't really focus on weightlifting. It was just burning those carbs because I was busy all the time. But you know, you, you mentioned how you had the different categories of levels of fitness and those kind of relate to like stages of life. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how, what kind of fitness we need to focus on at the different stages of our lives. And I was wondering if you could start with like for women specifically, like, you know, those different changes we go through in our lifetime. Oh yeah. Also, I wasn't doing any sports young. Just know that I was I didn't get into athleticism or anything until my 20s and then seriously in my 30s. Just so everybody knows, like, you know, I posted this picture and it's a bigger picture of me and everybody's like, no way. And I was like, for you that all think I was born skinny, I wasn't. This is me. So when you're younger, your body responds a little bit quicker. You could jump into whatever without warming up or doing all these things. It's not recommended, but you could. It takes a little longer as you age. So, and you have more time. When I was single, I was like, why not? Let's see where this will take me. I like I like this sport. You can actually get better. So I actually got really competitive and then did the local shows and then went to nationals. My last national shows was in 2013 and I took fourth. So that was just, I could put more time in. I could train more. I could food prep more. Wasn't married single, running a business. So it's not like I had all the time, but I had to be really disciplined. So I could do that. And then fast forward, I competed having a child and being married. And that was a little bit more challenging. I didn't have as much time. I had to split it. And I had to like food prep. Like the great thing about doing these shows is that you can do them a little bit quicker. You you understand like, okay, I can make proteins, um, some carbohydrates and some veggies, and then put, I have to measure them. Well, my family doesn't have to measure. Here it is. And I'd make them. So I would do a mix of different foods because they're not going to eat like I do. I don't expect them to. They're not competing like I am. And then I competed and then took, I think it was fourth at the regionals just recently or in 2019 afterwards. So, and I understood that and I was okay with that because it was two different phases. Yeah. You're a bodybuilder though. So how would you describe the fitness regime for your clients who are at different ages? So, okay, let's say we have, okay, men or women, 
let's say you have teenagers, a male and a female, then you have one in their mid twenties, thirties, forties. What does that so, look like? And, and none of them want to be body trainers yet. <laughs> they just want to be fit. <laughs> right. And so it's, and then, yeah. it's also, so that was just me in those different phases. And then you have the elements of other people. Now in fitness competitions, in any bodybuilding, any arenas, you have bikini, which is very little muscle. You have, they have a new athlete category, which is just like in normal, not quite that much muscle, but like, you know, you're just starting to compete. Then they have physique or they have a figure, which is more muscle. And then they have fitness, which is a little bit more muscle because you have to do all the gymnastics kind of routine, which I didn't grow up doing gymnastics either. And then you have the bodybuilder and physique. Those are bigger. So that's the amount of muscle that you would do now. So understanding that looking at people's body type, like if they just want to be fit, then I can just, you know, like, let's just work out three days a week. That's, you can do this. Okay. Possibility. How long do you want to work out? What is your lifestyle? What is your job? Can you put in an hour and a half? Oh, you can. Okay. So those three workouts, if you want to have this, if you want to be lean like this, then you're going to have to split it up a little bit more and maybe do another day. Are, is that possible? Okay, good. Do I, do you like to work out in the evening or in the morning? Okay. So understanding those two. And so based on what they want and what they're willing to commit to, I would tell them like, this is the amount of time that you can do. And then looking at their personalities and their body, if they can't touch their toes, sometimes I'll just do that. Can you touch your toes? And they're like, no. And I'm like, guess we're going to have to work on the flexibility part. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And they become much more efficient and they feel good. So once you get them a little bit more efficient and they feel good, and let's say you're working with some, you know, teenagers or whatnot, they can do a little bit more in whatever sport they're in because their flexibility has improved. Then it inspires them. But you have to get and ask like what you have to understand what motivates them, what inspires them. And then go from there. Even with clients. I mean, I thought you talk my family, I talk my my clients, it's the same thing. You know, what are you willing to put it? What do you want to do? And what inspires you? And as I train you, I can figure out how you really work. So I have some people that are very like type A, very rigid, tell you what to do, you know? And so I'll say, okay, this is, let's start from here and see how your body responds. Oh, great. You like to have a lot of control. We're going to have fun. You're going to have all the control you want over this, you know, and that really takes care of them because it takes a couple conversations and, and, a, and a one set of measurements too. And then, it, then they, they decide, okay, I could do better. Like I just started with a guy who had, his wife has been training with me and has done competitions and whatnot for 10 years. And he goes, okay, I'm ready. And he's not, he works out, but he's not as fit as his wife is. And I said, are you ready to be uncomfortable? <laughs> he knew exactly what I meant because when you have more money, when you're older, you, you like comfort and change becomes, you have to do things and get a little bit uncomfortable, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, it's those exercises. He's great at strength training. Fantastic. I, how many times you stretch? Well, like that's more money for your buck. So spend more time there that I want to at least you know, 30 minutes of just the flexibility. This is what I want you to do. 
then you can train all you want on those other three days, but at least give me those. And now we see in the results. So as a personal trainer, you have to have the capacity to do that, to look at each individual personality, not just person, but it's also their personality, and then try something and then be willing to adjust a couple things. Like he wanted me to tell him exactly what to eat. And I said, you tell me what you eat. And I was like, okay, let's just add some fruits and vegetables in there. Just from there. That's all I want you to change. Because it looks like you're having a, a good four meals a day plus two snacks. That sounds good. And he lost the first time he did like 30. He lost 20 or 13 pounds of fat. Wow. So that was just like, okay, one set of measurements. And it, would, it only equated to like maybe six actual pounds. But then 13 pounds of fat, that was a difference. And he felt great. He's like, I could have done better. I said, and then that's all you. Do you want to get a little stricter? He's like, yeah, okay. I said, what are you eating? He's like, is, where is your protein coming from? I'm like, okay, it's, you know, I'm just having like tacos and, and I'll have like, you know, shit food or whatever. And I'll be like, okay. So if you, let's say you want to go have some, uh, a good where's your protein source is coming from? Let's get that from like chicken or beef or eggs. You know, don't have it come from hamburgers. Because <laughs> he would just eat whatever, right? So he's, he, this is where he's coming from. But I just wanted to change some minor things. And I asked him, do you, do you, how strict do you want to be? And he's like, in the middle. I don't want to be Lisa to do a competition. <laughs> I just want to change a couple yeah, of things. I want to be on the diet where I get to eat tacos every once in a while. because <laughs> <laughs> Or food that you recognize. <laughs> All he had to do was just add some lettuce and tomatoes and some stuff to those tacos. Do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's not it's not completely stopping eating. Like a lot of people think, well, I just stop eating and I lose weight. And I'm like, that's going to work for you, but then you're going to dump muscle. So your ability to burn calories just goes down. And then when you gain weight, you gain fat. So your, your fat and your muscle, because remember, fat burns zero. Muscle burns like at least, you know, six calories per pound. So however much you are in one day, when you're eating, sleeping, whatever you're doing, that's the difference. So you have to make sure that when you lose uh, weight, you lose fat, not muscle. And that's why it's really important for women to lift weights because they create that muscle. It strengthens your bone. Talk about bone density here in Seattle. There's so many elements to that. Strength training is the only exercise that strengthens your bones because it's a resistance training cardio, dance, all the other stuff is great for you. You know, great for uh, stress reduction and running and whatnot is great stress reduction, but it doesn't strengthen your bones. What do you say to the women who say, I don't want big muscles? <laughs> Which I have those. <laughs> Which I have those too. I said, do you want some flat abs? Yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> you don't have to eat and be strict like that. That's the difference. But uh, what you can't do is go hours without eating because then your body's like, I don't know what you're going to feed me. I'm going to hang on to this as much as I possibly can. And when you feed your body on a regular basis, it's satisfied. Um, it's it's going to expend energy where it needs to be expended. So if you have enough protein to keep your muscle that you have, that's fabulous. You're going to keep the muscle you have. But if you're losing weight and you don't, and you just barely have eating enough to maintain what you have, that's not going to that's not going to support your goals is what I'm saying. So then I have people eat more often. And then after I start training them, I get to know, I get to see what they do um, more 
effortlessly. Like, oh, she can look at a dumbbell and lift and create some muscle where this one has to work years to lift muscle because there are those types of people. And I was the latter. It's taken me this long to build the muscle that I have. And I'm just trying to maintain it as I age, as I go through the hormone changes. Like there's sometimes where I just, I love food. That's I've really gotten better at like understanding like the food. I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening. A-Squared Lamp Groups powers this podcast. Their memberships are tax-deductible donations that directly support their work developing people and organizations. But just for you, they're offering podcast listeners a special 40% off coupon code to join. Your benefits as a member include additional resources, perks, and access that you can use all year, including an additional 30 minutes of bonus podcast content for every episode. Simply use the code for listeners at checkout. That's the number four, all caps, listeners at checkout. They also are giving our listeners free gifts to use now. Go to their website, asquaredlamps.org forward slash podcast and download your free My Success Course of Action worksheet. There is no cost, registration, or sales pitch involved. Just click it and save. Use it to work on something significant to you this month, maybe even something that sparks interest from today's podcast. Then click to join our free but private Stop Digging Podcast LinkedIn group, where the conversation continues between you, the hosts, and our guests. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And now, back to the program. I've been going through that stage in life, so like I'm over 50 now, and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I eat something and it stays with me. I've got my winter coat on, I should say, um, from mm-hmm. hibernation. You know, what what can you tell, you know, first of all, why is it that as we get older, we pack on the pounds faster and easier than when we were 20? And what can we do? You know, what can you tell us that we can do to help keep those pounds down? I think the big thing is, when you don't use the muscle, you lose the muscle. We were a lot active when we were younger. Didn't take that much effort. We could be out dancing and still build some muscle because we were <laughs> getting down. But it's it's the amount of activity that you had back then and then now. I mean, there's a difference. You used to walk or commute or do all these things, and now you're sitting at a desk. Yeah. So how many calories are you burning when you sit at a desk? Mm, not that much. <laughs> so that that's the difference, right? So your activity level goes down and then your hormones shift and change. They need a little bit more. And so what did it say? Start taking it from either your food or your body. That's the difference. And if your body, you're not feeding yourself enough, that's where your body is going to start basically eating itself. And so it happens as you age. You don't have enough nutrients coming in. You don't, we underestimate the medicine that food actually is. Food is medicine. It gives us nutritional information that our body needs on the macro level, as well as the micro level, as far as like estrogen and all the, we're born, we are born with everything that we need, but because life happens, it starts taking it from us, like stress. And all these diseases that you mentioned before, your chances because of stress and all these other diabetes, ailment, all these other things, 
We don't give our bodies what they need. In fact, we do the opposite. We stop eating or we just eat, get lazy. And so we buy food or processed food. So the more processed our food is, the less information it's giving our body. So you need to go to the root, like start raw, start like, like with good whole grains, whole proteins, whole foods, real food. Like when I'm asking people, what do you eat? And they give me this list of like shakes and bars and all this stuff. And I'm just like, let's just start with food. What do you eat for breakfast? Can you do some oats? Can you do some chia seeds? Can you do the, I just, these are possibilities. That's why I started putting up recipes on my, on my blog, putting up like, here's a good dinner recipe. Here's a good lunch recipe. Here's a good breakfast recipe. Here's some ideas for snacks. These are easy because I love food so much. I mean, there are some times where I'm a little bit more stricter. So when I'm in competition, I will eat whatever I am told because I know that it's going to get me from A to B. But when I'm off, I still like to le- like fit my clothes. So I may get a little juicy around the butt area, but it's also like I'm still, I can still fit into my clothes, but I'm not as strict with my food, if that makes sense. Yeah. I love that you're talking about the food aspect because that's one part that I think what we talked about earlier is a little bit counterintuitive. People who like tacos like me, Mm-hmm. We don't want to be on a, on a strict diet that doesn't that only allows me to have like steamed chicken and three pieces of broccoli, right? And they're all steamed. I'm a foodie, right? But <laughs> but then the other the other piece too that that um, you'll see when I when they get the slides up at some point about the key hormones is that one of the one of the key hormones when we're talking about physical health affecting our mental health is serotonin. And serotonin, everyone knows it's the happy, happy hormone, right? When you don't have it, you definitely are depressed. What, what a lot of people don't realize is that only about 4% of serotonin is actually produced in your brain. Mm-hmm. The other part of serotonin, all the majority of serotonin is actually produced in your gut. It's in mm-hmm. your colon. So mm-hmm. when you're not eating correctly or you're creating a toxic environment in your colon, your body's not going to naturally produce serotonin. Exactly. So when you were talking about whole foods, I mean, that's that spoke to my mental uh, awareness of how how it can affect people. And we've all had that meal that sits heavy on us and makes us tired mm-hmm. and lethargic and not able to move. And your gut is your second brain as well. I don't know if you've yep. read that along with it. So it, it affects you're like these two work hand in hand. And so it's really important, but there's always something that's missing. I love the way you said that. Like it really, it really is the nutrition. And so, I mean, I start light. I always ask, that's why it's like goal related. What do you want? Do you just want to lose a couple pounds? Do you want to change up some things? And I always start with strength training, get them into a program and then they see some results. Once they start seeing results, they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, Let's talk about what you're eating and how often you're eating. Let's talk about your sleep. Let's talk about those elements working hand in hand. And before a workout and after a workout, two different meals. And like giving yourself the carbohydrates right after your lift so that you can replenish your glycogen levels. There's so much. There's an infinite amount of information. And you get serotonin and endorphins and all those other things exercising such a stress reduction. What do they say? There's an element where, where you just have to give yourself what you need in order to 
accomplish certain things. And then when you want to gain some muscle, then you have to have a little bit more elements in there. Like let's say a little bit more protein, but also a little bit more strength training and sleep. Those are the things. If you're not losing weight, where's your stress level? Some people, two different people, two different types. When people get stressed, they either lose weight or gain weight. What type of person are you? So that'll actually tell me, I have to ask this person if she's eating because she's not. Well, and the thing about that is the cortisol. When we're stressed, when we're depressed, our body produces more cortisol and that can cause us to gain weight. And when we're older and at this point we get like the meno roll, they call it from menopause because we get more cortisol in our system. And that mind gut connection again is tied. And, you know, we're learning more and more about that, I think, with how it affects us with our mental well-being and depression and other things related to that. Definitely. Even how we connect with people. I mean, when you see the hormone list that I have on on the slides to one of another, another, uh, key hormone or neurotransmitter is um, oxytocin. That's our, our the hug drug. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's, it's basically how, how we feel connected with other people. So when our physical well-being is not functioning, when our gut's not working and our brain is slowed down or foggy, we have a hard time connecting with other people. Well, how many times have we heard mental health issues or even social issues where you know, they felt unloved or no one was there. They were lonely. Well, when you have that healthy level of oxytocin functioning in your body, you are able to see connections and relationships a little bit clearer. When you were talking about cortisol, Nancy, you know, if our hormones are out of whack and we're stressed out on top of it, our body floods with cortisol but because our neuroreceptors are being filled with other hormones that are also out of balance, what happens is it affects our sleep. Because what happens is you have no energy all day long, even though you're overproducing cortisol, which is supposed to be your energy, get going. And then what happens when all your other hormones slow down at night, and you're ready to go to sleep, bam, the cortisol starts connecting. And now you're wide awake, and you got energy, and you don't know why, and you can't turn your brain off. Right? And yet exercising, seeing a personal fitness trainer. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful hearing that. And also, you know, from your perspective, you kept saying over and over again, when you see a little bit of progress in something working, it motivates you. So someone like me who, who doesn't want to exercise, <laughs> if I saw myself exercising and being on your program and it worked, that would be motivation. Well, and that's the beauty of how Adriana has structured her clientele. Like when I joined her mom's group, my motivation was I wanted to be around other women like me who were going through similar transition in life. And my son was only was two years old and I was still carrying that postpartum weight. And what was so great was sometimes, you know, I would just bring him to the gym and he'd take a nap on the floor and and it was just so wonderful and because it was a very inclusive environment and you know there was a lot of like love and care in our group and we're all friends after you know it's been like 13 years now so i was motivated by being in that group but i know other groups at adriana that you run people have different motivations like the you know elite athletes and the bodybuilders and so on and i think that's really important to know what that motivating factor is, because then 
a person starts working toward their goal and then they start feeling better. And in my case, I started feeling better because I was getting that physical boost and that, you know, getting those happy hormones hitting my body and I was getting that social connection. And then I was hooked and I wanted to come back. And then when, you know, I saw Adriana training, I was like, oh, I want to do that too. And so it just really inspired me to make changes in my life and, and really helped me. I think it's also the community. So you mentioned it, Susan, Nancy just talked about it. It's you have to have community. And if you see people that are fit working out at every stage, when moms would come, they're like, oh, I, my, my babysitter quit. I'm like, bring them. They are not your excuse to not come. I grew up in a family of 10. So of course we were always around. There was always people like that's, it's just, that's just life. You have to make it work for you and your kids, they love it. When they brought their kids, the, their kids loved the gym and was, you know, doing their own little obstacles as we were working out on the other side. Cause it was just like a low time of the, of the gym. So I was just training while it was a low time and the kids can play in a safe environment. Cause they had like the BOSUs or whatnot, but seeing the mom see their kids as happy. I said, you need to get some of what she's got. <laughs> like she's creative. It's just the idea of just whatever our story is, right? As we're going through it, like it's hard. It's too impossible. It's like those limiting beliefs. You just got to get rid of them and be like, are you fresh? Are you here? Are you here with me? Okay, let's do some things. I do a strength training test to see where people are at. A physical, like let's, can you sit up? Can you get off the floor? Okay, that's a problem because if you can't get off the floor and something happens to you, you're not going to be able to do that. So let's just start with sitting up and down from a chair. Like let's just start really basic. That's a really good point you bring up, Adriana, because let's talk about lifestyle. You mentioned a little before, but how can we incorporate more of the physical aspects and of fitness into our lifestyle where we're at? You can go for a walk around the block, start something, whatever you like, people are like, what's the best cardio? I'm like, what do you like to do? So do something that you like to do and do, do it more often because you're, you're comfortable. You like that part. So it's going to be easier. And then you can do something like, okay, let's do five minutes of the elliptical around the block. Like just make it really easy so that that becomes like your segue into, yeah, it's not that hard. And it's good. And then you build a, a, a reference point. Like I can do this for 20 minutes. Wow, I'm proud of myself. So not only does that walk help you clear your head, reduce the stress, you know, get in touch with yourself, get grounded, look around. Like when you're outside walking, it's just so much easier, right? Because you're just smelling the flowers and you're seeing what's going on and in real time. So you're present with yourself. And that just creates so much more a grounding for you so that you can be more grateful. Like, okay, I feel great. There's a gratitude here. And then you can start being like, okay, what else can I do? And then you add, you start slowly adding things to your new routine. Like, let's just stretch. You you don't feel that great when you wake up because you're tight and you hurt. Well, let's just stretch out some of these. There's four stretches that you can do right when you wake up and your knees will feel better. Like those certain things. I have a, a, a gal who, I mean, it's, it's so hard because I've trained for so long, I've seen people start wherever they're at. I've seen people start where they're very limited and I got them doing workouts on a chair and that's okay. But I also have like a 78 
your old neighbor that I've trained, she goes to tennis three times a week and she comes and takes my semi-private on Wednesdays. That just shows you the difference, right? But people need to see that too, because the majority of what they see is the unfit, the not so healthy, the whatnot. Like they don't see those little, what do they call them? The status quo breakers. So the people that are like 82, her husband's 86 years old. He still walks four miles a day. I mean, that just kind of gives you an idea. So I think seeing more of that is easy. It helped Nancy when you were coming in and my fitness, like my fitness competition, people were coming out like, wow, that is fit. Because when I moved here and I saw the difference between me being fit, I was like, I went up to her. I went up to, and I said, Hey, I mean, I'm fit. I'm a trainer, but you are really fit. What are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm going, I'm doing competitions. You should come to my show. And I said, I will. And I actually went to her show and my eyes were open. It was a whole new people. I mean, you could see their glutes and then their hamstrings. Then you could see their back and you could see their deltoids and their arms. And they still had, you know, boobs and it was just normal. Yeah. Like just certain things. It just blew my mind. And so that was what inspired me to get into fitness competitions. And then I did my first one. And my goal was just to not get booed off stage, right? Like I just wanted to fit in somewhat. (laughs) And I realized, wow, I have to build muscle. My idea of like fit women is like when I lost the weight, I was down to like 100 pounds, but like of very little muscle. So I needed a little bit more shoulders. I needed more more symmetry. My My next three trainers were all a part of that. Like we need to put on some muscle. You need to eat more. Like eat, 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 eat. It was so crazy because I went so many years with like dieting to eat down. And here I go the next phase of my life, eating to like build up to, so that I can really have what I needed the next go around as, as I gained the muscle during the year and then went into competition, I was a good 10 more pounds of muscle. So 110 pounds. And I was like, Oh, I feel great. That's the difference. Like you just start seeing that's the bodybuilding. It's just really having more symmetry. And I always had a healthy aspect because I came from being not so healthy. So there was willing, there was things I was willing to do for competition. And there was things I wasn't willing to do for competition. Like some of, some of that other side was like, oh, you should get breast augmentations. And I was like, listen, buddy, this is what I got. I can stuff this bikini and make it look good. And I I had friends that also didn't do breast augmentations and they showed me how to put jellies in and just make it like look like I had bigger boobs. I was like, hmm, all right, I'm not willing to do, there's things that you're willing to do and there's things that you're not willing to do. And that's the difference. And I always had my head on because of that, which helped me because as you get into the competitive arena as a mom, that changes too. Cause you're just like, Mm-mm, my daughter's going to emulate this and I want her to have a healthy perspective of this. So that was a good, you know, different, different than what I had. Cause what I had is parents that weren't healthy. They just barely knew how to eat. And then I'm going from like, wow, now I'm eating more protein and I'm changing some things and it's just a little bit different. So that's kind of what I'm going at. I really, really enjoy. I'm really enjoying what you're talking about because you kind of brought it full circle. And I have to say, when I had that personal experience of being able to see you going through the transitions, like when you were competing 
in, in bodybuilding competition. And then you got married like a month later and you just looked so amazing. I mean, you were just rocking it. And to see how beautiful you were um, with your muscles. And when I saw you at that first show, I was just kind of blown away. Cause I'm like, I remember telling you like, this is like a beauty pageant for women with muscles. And it was so fun. And I just couldn't get over how beautiful everyone was. And in like that beauty and strength and everyone was so positive and uplifting. And they definitely had that mental health, you know, aspect of it. Cause they were proud of who they are and what they worked for. And that's what we all want. We want that strong body, strong mind, because that's going to help us get through life when, you know, when we're stressed out and we don't have that resiliency. And, and, you know, as we get older and we transition through all these different changes in life, it's our physicality and our fitness is so, so important. And I really appreciate you talking about, you know, the importance of sleep and eating properly and, you know, doing exercise that we like, because then we're more apt to follow through on it. And for me, my favorite thing is um, having a community that I exercise with. Susan, what what were some of the things that you liked about today's episode, our conversation? Okay, so a a couple of things. There's four things I can think of. First of all, you had me at tacos. I mean, I just cannot stress stress that enough. Okay, second... You intrigued me with tiaras and swords. <laughs> that intrigued me. When you talked about bone density, we forget about that, but it's a little bit important to me. I'm of an age. And so that interested me. I think I might want to look into that. The fourth thing, your stress on doing what you love and starting small, because, you know, it's about lifestyle and it's about becoming empowered to be and do what you love. And so you love bodybuilding. Your whole face lights up. Her face just lights up. She loves it. She feels empowered and able to make the decision to do something that makes her happy and gives her life light and happiness. What are we losing by not being physically fit, right? Are are we losing the empowerment to make decisions for our lives that make us happy? And so... You got me intrigued. I, you know, I, I do walk and I, you know, I kind of felt a little bit, you know, down about it because I did try doing the gym thing and I was so self-conscious. I half the time I felt like I was on the equipment backwards and Mm -hmm. somebody was either going to shame me to make me do it right. Or, (laughs) I mean, I just, it, it was just like, I had to be, I felt like I had to be an engineer to figure it out. So, but for me, the park So just walking a trail in the park was exactly what you described, just that small thing just to get me out and get me moving. And when you start doing that on a regular basis where you don't have to think about it, but you're starting to get healthy, it allows you to have that empowerment to make other life decisions, such as the food and the strength training, which you really stress. So those are my takeaways. Well, we're just about out of time and I would like to thank you, Adriana, for sharing your story and for sharing some tips with us and how what we can do to master our fitness and or get started with our fitness where we're at. But 
those of you who are listening, stay tuned because we're going to come back with an extra bonus session with Adriana. She's going to share some special things with us. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Stop Digging Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please like, subscribe, and share with a friend, and connect with us on our social media channels. This podcast is powered by asquaredlamps.org.